I like that we can get together and enjoy one another's company and have fun, and I like that we can also um, take time to look carefully and seriously at God's Word. Um, I just, one of the things I love about Thursday nights is we come here and we remind one another about spiritually significant things, about things that matter, things that are important, things that are worth thinking about and talking about with one another. And so I want to encourage you tonight. I want to exhort you and push you in a direction tonight as we typically do toward one another in our small groups on Thursday nights. I've seen various kinds of commercial ads, commercials over the last couple of weeks for trying to sell Christmas products and get people to purchase uh, merchandise and things like that. I've seen I'm not a marketing person, but I've seen different kinds of commercials. One kind of commercial is trying to sell the product to the people watching. And so my kids will blurt out like, oh, I need that. Or I'll blurt out like, oh, I want that. Whatever. Um, Other kinds of commercials are really targeting the giver, right? It's like the jewelry commercial where it's like, she's going to love this or whatever. Um, Other commercials are geared toward the person giving the gift. And if you go onto Amazon, you're going to see both. Like, you need this, or here are gifts for these different demographics of people for you to purchase for others. So people are pushing you and telling you what kinds of gifts to give this Christmas. And I'm here today to suggest something different than you've heard. I'm here today to suggest for you to give something that I guarantee you haven't heard on a commercial. I want to challenge you to give your life away this Christmas. That's a message you're not going to hear from a commercial, but you are going to hear from God's Word. The Bible calls us to a radically countercultural approach to all of life. And it says if you want to save your life, if you want to really live, then give your life away. Jesus, in John chapter 12, says these very words. And it's similar to in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, where Jesus says, if anyone wishes to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. In John, he says it a little bit differently. Listen to this. Chapter 12, verse 23. Some some Greeks go up to seek Jesus, and he says this to them. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And he goes on, but let's just pause right there and take a second and see. He's giving an agricultural analogy and saying that you all understand how this works. You know how it goes in our agrarian society. When a seed dies, that's when it produces fruit. And, you know, this analogy probably helped make a whole lot more sense for people who are listening. For us, we're a little bit further removed from planting seeds, cultivating seeds, growing plants. I recently had experience with this and trying to grow grass in my backyard, which hasn't really worked that well, but there is green stuff that's growing. I don't think it's actually grass. Uh, I think it's various kinds of weeds. (laughs) But I, I think I understand the process where I put seeds in the ground And when the seed dies, that's when it's able to germinate and grow and bring forth crop. And that's what Jesus says that's going to happen with his life. He's saying in a word picture here, an analogy, 
my life, my body is going to die like a seed. And when it dies, it's going to go into the ground. And as a result of its death, it's going to produce a crop that is significantly more than the seed itself. So he gives this example, and that is what is, is going to be his glorification when he dies. So there's this paradox going on here. And then he applies it to his disciples. And he says, the same is going to be true for you in this way. Whoever loves his life loses it. And whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. So here, Jesus applies the principle of giving your life away, laying your life down, dying, so that life can come as a result of it. So for Jesus, when he dies, life is available for a universe full of people. When we die, when we um, die to ourselves and lay our life down and hate our life, as he says here, we experience the kind of life that he's describing. And it's really interesting in the original language that this was written in Greek, he uses a different word for the life that you lay down and the life that you get in place. So he says, if you lay down your suke, your body, you're going to experience zoe, life. And this is the kind of life that is eternal life while you live here and now. So this future resurrection life that is something that we look forward to as believers is now available to you today as you live and breathe. You can experience Zoe life, life the way it was meant to be lived on earth and life that guarantees you um, relationship and presence with God in the future. If you want that life, You've got to give up your life here and now. So he uses the word hate your life and, and um, you'll experience Zoe. And I think what he's just saying there is where, where are your ultimate priorities? Are you going to be a person who goes through this life here on earth and you are your first and foremost priority? Or are you going to submit yourself to God and follow Jesus and, and give up your life in that sort of way. And there's this choice that Jesus um, puts forth here in the gospel. Are you going to be the kind of person who chooses to follow and experience the sort of life that is available in Christ? So, I want to challenge you this Christmas, in the face of all the other messaging that you're hearing, to give your life. Give your life to the Lord. Surrender your life to the Lord. Follow Jesus. That's what it looks like. Following him, believing him, obeying him. These are all the words that he uses throughout the whole gospel for what it means to have and receive and maintain eternal life. Follow, obey, believe. And as you do that, you imitate Christ by laying down your life, not only to get this zoe for yourself, but now to serve other people. Jesus says, I, I didn't come to, to be served, but to serve. And he gave his life as a ransom for many. His life was about other people. And when you 
lay down your life in this sort of way, it's going to have an impact on all the people around you. You're going to be about them. You're going to be about serving and caring for others. So there's a few different areas for you to do this. One is to serve your family. Imitate Christ by making your life focused on the good of other people, namely your family. And so embrace the idea of serving your family, laying down your preferences, your desires for the sake of the most immediate people around you, your family. Embrace that idea. See it as an expression of Christ-likeness. Every opportunity you have to lay down your preference for the sake of someone else is not an annoyance, not a, something that you have to endure, but it's an opportunity to reflect Christ. This is what he did. He served the, the people around him. A second layer is, is to, to serve in this sort of way, but to serve your church. It's kind of what prompted this whole uh, thought here for, for our Christmas devotional was our focus for the month of December for our accountability groups is service. And we put it on the calendar for the month of December because it is the kind of month that if we're not careful, we can end up just thinking a lot about ourselves. And um, so we want to be people who are thinking about others by way of serving here in the church. It's also one of the busiest times of year. And that means that things like serving the church can get pushed off the priority list when that ought not be the case. Let's be committed to serving people as an expression of our Christ-likeness here in the church. I think you can also serve your community. You might have unique opportunities to serve the people that God has put you nearby um, in your neighborhoods. I just think we're all condensed here into this room. And when we go home, we, we're all over the place. Uh, we go and we spread out and we ought to bring with us this Christ-likeness into our communities and show people what the love of Jesus looks like. Preferring people and serving people, laying down our lives for the sake of others. So there's a lot of different ways for you to lay down your life. And I want to challenge you to do that this Christmas and do that as an expression of Christ-likeness.